All right, everybody, what is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place we can say what you want as long as you've got the facts. Today, we're going to dive into a little bit of the NBA. we got a three-player trade to talk about between Atlanta and Minnesota. We're also going to get into Kyrie Irving and his struggles with the Nets, and I'm going to give you my take on that. And then finally, we're going to get into some scores and also some stats from last night. And of course, we're going to get into the standings as well. i got to give you guys at least one uh one update on the standings every week that's my take and then finally uh we're gonna get into a surprise review now i know i've been mentioning a surprise review this whole week as well uh but again there's been a change in plans and something was released that i was unaware of well i was aware that it was gonna be released but not exactly sure when but that has been released and i'm gonna give you my reaction on that and a review on that and um I will be giving you, and finally, before I let you go, I'll be giving you guys a little bit of a rundown of what I got planned for the rest of this weekend. But let's get into it. Uh, we're going to be getting into some NBA news here. Of course, like I mentioned before, there was a three-player trade between the Timberwolves and the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks will be getting the services of point guard Jeff Teague, uh, and the Minnesota will also be sending their guard Trayvon Graham to Atlanta as well. And the and the um, sorry, and the Timberwolves will be getting guard Allen Crab. Uh, Minnesota is supposedly in pursuit of D'Angelo Russell. I mean, it kind of makes sense, uh, at least for them to acquire somebody like that. And at first, I was thinking, well, why would the Warriors, you know, want to trade D'Angelo? Um, you know, he, you know, he could probably fit well with that system uh, once Clay comes back. Uh, but thinking about it, you know, Clay might not come back. Uh, there's no telling, you know, what the timetable is for Steph Curry if he's returned. I don't think he's returned. I think he's going to be missing a little bit more time. They could probably get a very, very, there's, a, you know, there's a chance they could probably flip him. Um, they're already going to have a low position in the draft. Why not flip him for another low pick or another high pick in the draft? I mean, you know, they're going to, you know, finish with a probably a lower, uh, probably one of the worst records in the league unless, you know, they both decide to come back right away and maybe they're super healed up and I'm you know of course talking about Clay and Steph which I don't think is going to happen um as far as I know I think Clay is really done for the season I think uh fair uh Steph isn't due back for at least I don't know a good chunk of time as well but I mean so they very well could end up with one of the worst records in the league and that could be you know that D'Angelo Russell you know they, they could lose yeah a potential star or a potential at least you know something good out of this year um but in pursuit for another high draft pick and then you get another high you know you get two high draft picks uh you might be able to move you know draymond at some point and so you got three young guys to work with your solid shooting guards your solid you know guards and you got something there i don't know you, ne you never know they could be you know plotting something um I, it's it, it would be probably smart to move d'angelo russell would the timberwolves benefit from him i think yeah to an extent but i don't know how far he would just he would take them um i don't know what they're seeing in him this year in my opinion to risk it right now or try to make a move now because well yeah i mean i think they have some some issues there. i think they they really need a solid point guard as well and they need a few other things outside of just maybe him and anthony towns in my opinion to really make a push in the west but that's uh that's my opinion uh the hawks in their in their eyes you know from this trade they were looking for a solid backup to trey young uh, the, the team pretty much struggles without him uh offensively uh he had the, the team has just a 90 uh 90.7 offensive rating when he is on the bench or 
injured. Uh, so Teague has spent his first seven years in Atlanta, so it'll be a good homecoming for him. Uh, so again, the fans get something, at least, you know, somebody to cheer for. Again, the offense gets a little bit of help. Uh, as for uh, Teague and Crab, they are both on expiring contracts. So depending on how this year goes, they, you know, may or may not be on the same team. Uh, Teague stats so far, stats so far this year, he's averaging about 13.2 points on 40, uh, 44.8 shooting. He's averaging about 6.1 assists. So I think that would definitely help uh, Atlanta in terms of a uh, bench role as well as a role player. So good. I mean, smart move by them. Uh, I guess a smart move by Minnesota. I don't know if they get D'Angelo Russell. Um, I don't know what the Warriors asking price is for that, but We'll see what happens, and if the Warriors do make a move for D'Angelo Russell, then I think they're really, it's, it's in a way, it could be smart because I feel like at that point, they're challenging for the future. So let's move on. We're going to talk a little bit about the about the Kyrie, the Kyrie Nets situation here. Yep, they just keep struggling. Uh, after missing 26 games due to an injury, uh, Kyrie has returned, but the Nets have lost three in a row. Uh, Brooklyn is now at 18-22. and 22. I don't even think they're in uh, there. Yeah, they're like ninth or 10th right now in the East. And uh, like I said, oh, no, never mind. They're just last in the Eastern Conference. Um, and this is a this is a quote coming from Kyrie. And I thought it was interesting. Um, he went on to say, it's out there. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order to be at the next level. And he's referring to um, having, you know, at least one more solid piece uh, in order to get over the hump. And, uh, of course, their last game uh, was a loss, 106 to 77, uh, 117, excuse me, 106 to 117 at Milwaukee. And, um, of course, saying this, I I bet you he probably distanced his, you know, teammates. I don't really think he cares. Uh, I think he really feels, you know, as though he really wants some of these guys probably to be traded. And I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm starting to... There were two things that I did I realize about Kyrie. I feel, and this is an honest opinion, and I'm gonna say this is this is an honest opinion about guards of his of his just skill set, point guards of his skill set. They they have the the moves and they can you know they can ball handle the Steph Curry, the Damian Lillards for the most part. Uh, but they like to shoot a lot. They like to be the guy and they like to be the main offensive guy. But the point guard position is to facilitate the offense and to make your teammates better. I'm I'm very disappointed in what I'm seeing from a point guard such as Dame Lillard. I'm very disappointed in what I'm seeing in um, Kyrie Irving. And as far as Steph is concerned, he's injured, so it's okay. I get it. I'm not going to bag on him. And actually, he kind of breaks the mold um, in terms of these point guards because he can shoot very very well he can you know historically but he can also facilitate and get his teammates involved as well and this is what I feel and I'm gonna be honest with you Dame Lillard and Kyrie Irving lack and it's not a knock on their game but I'm gonna be honest with you these guys were six seven or six eight the same height as DeMar DeRozan they would not be a, they would not want to be guards they would be shooting guards these are these guys are shooting guards in disguise honestly i think they're just too afraid to just go out and, and actually say this is something i should do i i i and this is this is the cold part we're getting a season from carmelo anthony he's getting like 26 points a game you got cj mccullum that's doing his thing as well but somehow dame is not you know elevated you got to be the point about being a point guard is you have to elevate 
with what you're getting from those guys and you always seem to have a solid enough bench which they do and Nurkic would help out at some point too but again this should be at least a 500 team and the fact that they're not a 500 team is because Dame is not a true point guard the Nets are not a 500 team or above because Kyrie Irving is not a true point guard he's a shooting guard in in disguise he wants to be the shooter he wants to be the hero they want to be the heroes they want the glory but it's hard to rely on the, on other people when it comes to you know being you know a winner and for them they have to be the ultimate win and all this oh I need another I need another star dude you have one he's he's Durant he's just injured you have to just wait for him to get healthy stop being impatient you have somebody he's just hurt this and this is why I'm gonna say honestly Spencer Dinwiddie should be your starting point guard you should move Kyrie to the two. It amazes me. I mean, this is this is this is pretty much. To be honest with you, they might have traded one or let go of one or two players, maybe max. But this is legitimately. This is this is literally. And I say this in like the, in the style of Chris from from Parks and Rec. You know, uh, this is literally the same team that Spencer Dinwiddie took to the playoffs last last year with an eight seed. Okay, and they at least had a couple good games. Okay, this is literally the same team. So the fact that Kyrie can't take literally the same team that Spencer Dinwiddie did to some type of prominence, he couldn't elevate, he can't elevate them from just the eighth place to at least the fifth right now. That's more indicative of Kyrie and nobody else on that roster. Again, Spencer Dinwiddie is averaging 22.1 points a game, 6.5 assists, 47.8 shootings, a little bit down. Of course, Kyrie is averaging your 27.2. 5.3 rebounds. Okay, he's out. He's getting some rebounds. And 6.9 assists. The assists are on par. You're on par with the shoot the starting shooting guard. You're not you're not a point guard, son. You're not a point guard, son. Kimball Walker is more of a point guard than you, bro. And y'all all and this is the problem with the modern point guard as well. Y'all need to facilitate and make your teammates better. It's not about you being the primary ball shooter. You, sometimes you, you sometimes you have to be led by your small forward in, in terms of scoring. Sometimes your team has to be led by his shooting guard in order to be successful. Maybe C.J. McCollum has to be the the. I, I don't need to say the alpha. No, but he's gonna. He might have to be the most volume shooter. You might have to rely on just him to do that. It might not have to be you. You might have to be the guy getting the 10, 15 assists like like Russell Westbrook was able to do. Y'all clowning for that, but hey, he was being a facilitator. Kyrie's Irvings are on par. Kyrie's Irvings assist as a point guard are, are on par with the starting shooting guard. I think Spencer Whitty is your shooting shooting guard. You move Kyrie to the two. This is the cold part about it. This generation of guard of guards, I don't get it. Like you're not getting hand checked. You don't have to necessarily go to the rim every night like a Jordan and do all this, you know, mid-game. You can still shoot like you want to. Shoot your threes all night like you want to. You're a shooting guard. That's what they would allow you to do. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't have to worry about passing the ball to nobody. You can just be the guy outright. That's what the shooting guards do. That's what the small forwards do. That's what your big, powerful power forwards did. That's what that's what made John Stockton as overrated as I as I know he is. But that's what made him his situation work with Malone. He said, "You're the big primary scorer. You're the big guy. He gets to the rim, pick and roll everybody with your big ass. And he leads the league in assists. 
that's what you do. That's what point guards figure out. These guys are not point guards. They're shooting guards. They, their first primary option is to want to score. That's the whole point. If you want to do that, be a shooting guard. This game is becoming smaller. I don't see why you shouldn't try out as a shooting guard, Dane. You have enough years left in your prime. Why not? Why not try shooting guard, Kyrie? Because it does not seem like you're a good point guard. Point guards make their team better when you add players. Point guards, when you, if you're a true point guard, when you're added to a team that once had a playoff berth as an eight seed a year ago, the best you should be able to do, Kyrie, is lead them to a fifth or fourth seed. How could you not? How you say you're that great? I don't, you know, I'm not. And again, I think he'd be a great shooting guard. I don't know if he's a great point guard. And of course, he'll be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, so I mean, I, I feel he's a shooting guard in disguise. Because let's, let's take a look at, like, at the Nets real quick as a team. They're 17th in scoring with 109.5 points per game. They're 18th in defense, so they're middle of the road in those typical stats. They allow about 100, 111 points allowed per game for them. Their offensive rating is 106.1. That's 24, so a little bit lower in the offensive category. But the pace is out of ninth. They get they 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 get a one on one, but they get a one on one point nine in pace. They're ninth in the league, so they get a whole bunch of possessions. So what's going on? Is Kyrie too worried about being a, a you know, shooting first and not you know rely on his teammates? You got Jared Allen there, who's averaging just about a, a double double, and they're eighth in you know defensive rating. Now, there is an issue with shooting on this team. Now, they are 23rd in overall field goal percentage and 28th in three-point percentage. Now, maybe you can get a marksman or all that. Okay, you, you, maybe you can add somebody. But again, to, to say that you need to overhaul your team, and basically you're putting down your teammates. I think really in this, and to be honest with you, this team just needs some cohesion. This team needs to know that Kyrie wants to play for them and likes them as individuals. And it's not even likes them. That's not the word I want to say. Respects them as individuals and what they can do, especially somebody like a Spencer Dinwiddie. How do you how do you feel to say that to somebody like a Spencer Dinwiddie? Oh, we still need more help. When Spencer Dinwiddie took that team to the playoffs, you gotta be a damn you gotta be a damn fool, Kyrie. I don't like his attitude. That's why they suck, honestly. He's, they suck because his attitude is not about being a, a really true a, a team player. That's what that's about. I I, I, I wanted to, to feel for him. I don't I don't I don't buy it. He's not a good teammate. Let's get into the scores from last night. Uh, the the Knicks take another L this time to the Suns, one twenty one to ninety eight. The Jazz uh, they take a loss in overtime this time to the Pelicans, uh, one thirty two to one thirty eight is the final score here. The Jazz are now twenty eight and thirteen. The Pelicans are sixteen and twenty six. Excuse me. The Jazz that were led by Donovan Mitchell, he have a big game with forty six points, six rebounds, and two assists. Forward Bojan Bogdanovic, Bogdanovic, excuse me, twenty six points. Four assists and three rebounds. I got to practice that one. Bogdanovich. I think I got it. Uh, center Rudy Gobert, 17 points, 
14 rebounds and four assists for him. Pretty good game from him. And for the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram has a monster game, 49 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. And uh, your center, Derek Favors, 21 points, 11, 11 rebounds from him. He also got three assists. I, I, I saw a meme last night uh, about Warrior, I'm sorry, not Warrior fans, but Laker fans reacting to another uh, solid performance from a, uh, you know, a former Laker. Basically, you know, trying to diss the Lakers and saying, oh, you know, look at all these Laker, Lake, Lakers having success after they left the team. Well, or at least, well, we got to remember that's personal success. You know, Brandon Ingram might have had 49 points. He had a 50 pointer, but the Pelicans are trash. So in the grand scheme of things, it don't matter. The Lakers are first in the league or at least first in their, you know, in their conference. So who gives a fuck about Brandon Ingram having a 49 point game? If it, if it led to them, you know, maintaining their, you know, their win streak, you know, something like that, then I would, then I would be impressed. If it led to them, you know, staying on top of the conference or on top of their division, at least, then I'd be impressed. But this, this in a throwaway game, I, we know what's going to happen to this team this year. You're, you're, you're done. Hopefully Zion comes back and inspires y'all to play better. So, you know, all that, all that funny talk, you know, no. Before you put out stupid ass memes like that, take a look at the standings first, you know? Just internet. Come on now. Uh, the Magic, uh, they take a loss here this time to the Clippers. 95 to 122. Another blowout here. Uh, the Magic are 20 and 22, surprisingly. I'll talk about them in just a little bit. And the Clippers are 29 and 13. Uh, for the Magic, they were led by, sorry, uh, center Nikola Vucevic. He would have 22 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. And forward Aaron Gordon would have 20 points and 5 rebounds. For the Clippers, Kawhi, of course, would lead the way. He actually would lead all scorers with 32 points he have eight assists and also five rebounds and forward Montrez Harrell would have 21 points and five rebounds as well as two assists coming off the bench uh, the Warriors uh, they take another loss uh, to the Nuggets 134 to 131 that was in overtime as well and uh, in the big Eastern Conference matchup the Bucks got a win over the Celtics to, uh, 128 to 123 uh, the Bucks are now 37 and 6 the Celtics are 27 and 13 the Celtics were led by Kimber Walker last night. He would have 40 points, 11 rebounds. See, again, he's one of those, you know, 11, you know, those 40 point guys, three, three assists and a loss. There you go. Yep, but three assists as a point guard. That's what I'm talking about. You know, imagine if Marcus Smart, the shooting guard, would have got 30 points because, you know, Kimber Walker got a few more assists. Imagine if Jason Tatum would have had like 24 points and you and you boost Kimber Walker's, you know, assist total up to what, 10. That's more points and that's a possible win. I'm just saying, point guards, you got to do better. That's how I look at the game. That's so I, I think that's way too analytic, even for the Mr. Even for the analytic for the computer. I think I broke your computer. All your analytics is broken. Y'all don't get it. I'm killing the game. Hire me. Hire me, Celtics. I'll be a consultant. I'll let y'all know what to do. Uh, anyways, Marcus Smart would get 24 points again if Kimba Walker decided to pass the ball a little bit more. He could have had 30. They possibly could have had a win. Um, anyways, four rebounds and two assists from him. Jason Tatum again, 17 points. He should have had probably 24. He's a young guard. He's a shooting small forward. That's what he's supposed to do. Let him get 25, 26 points. He'll probably win the game. Uh, seven rebounds from him and also three assists. However, this is the Bucks. Let's, let's look at the Bucks. Giannis has 32 points, 17 rebounds. Of course, that's what a forward would do. He's the primary scorer, right? He has seven assists. 
Chris Middleton takes some of those assists, puts up 23 points. He averages about, you know, that's a bit that's a bit his average. He also gets six rebounds and four assists as well. How do the small forward and the uh the small forward and the other starting forward here for the Bucks have more assists than the point guard for the Celtics? This is what I'm talking about. How does that work? That is why point guards don't work in this day. They're not working right now. They have to go back to you know, I'm not saying that to go back in time, but you can you can you can you can still be a, a shooter and, and still facilitate the ball. It's not that hard to do. Uh, honestly, Giannis did it. He had more assists than Kimba. This is the point that I'm talking about. Chris Middleton will get 23 points, six rebounds, and four assists. And uh, guard uh, Dante Divincenzo would have 19 points and three assists coming off the bench. Bruh. Bruh, the rookie, the rookie DiVincenzo had just as many assists as as the real starting point guard of the Boston Celtics. I never thought in a day. That's what the league is coming to. That part of the league, this part of the league, I don't like. I don't like that about the league. I want a facilitating point guard. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what they pay you to do. If you if you want to shoot, we might as well have another shooting guard. We might as well just eradicate the whole position. Oh. Anyways, let's go to the standings. Uh, you know, let's uh, let's start off with the Eastern Conference, where the Bucks are on top, thirty-seven to six. They are nine and one in their last ten. The Heat are seven and a half games behind them at twenty-eight and twelve. They are six and four in their last ten. Uh, we're talking about the Celtics. They are third. See, there you go. They're third, and they're down by a significant margin, eight and a half games back, five and five in the last ten. Uh, rounding out the rest of the eight here, we got the Raptors, twenty-six and fourteen. The Pacers are twenty-six and eighteen. This. Uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Sixers are here at the sixth place spot at 26 and 16. The Magic are 20 and 22. They've been winning a few games in a row. They're close to 500. Uh, there's something going there. Of course, we talked about them a couple times before. Their offensive stats aren't really there, but they're really cool. They're really a good defensive team. I think they're top 10, top 10 in a couple categories, um, and I think that's helping them along the way. And finally, yeah, we have the bum ass Nets, 18 and 22. Honestly, it's not because the net. No, the Nets ain't bums. Their their leader is a bum. He needs to change his attitude. Cause uh, I got way too much respect for Spencer Dinwiddie and all he did. And I got respect for T- uh, Tayshawn Prince and all those guys. Uh, Trayshawn Prince and, and your boy, what's his name over there? Like I said, Jared Allen, getting basically a, Derek, a double double every night for you guys. Y'all, uh, Kyrie, you're not. Man, you're not grateful for your situation that you got. Let's go to the Western Conference. Of course, we got the Lakers here on top. They are 33 and eight. Uh, they they nine and one in the last ten. And again, they got a grip on the Western Conference. So they, you know, there you go. Stick it to all those people that just don't like them for some reason. I ain't tripping. You know, they not my team. So I don't care about them either way. Just to be honest with you, you know, it's cool that LeBron. I like LeBron. Uh, LeBron is a cool player, but outside of that, hey, you know. They're not my team, so it don't bother me either way. Y'all really some haters. <laughs> I'll be seeing y'all online. Y'all be going. Y'all do too much. Uh, number two, we got the Nuggets here, 29 to two. Uh, they've been second in place, you know, for a while now. Uh, four games back, 73 in their last 10. Let's see if things changes over the week. Uh, as far as the number three spot, we have the Clippers here. They are 29 and 13, and then uh, we have uh, the Jazz here at 28 and 13. And at the fifth place spot, we have the Rockets at 26 and 14. The Mavericks are right behind them at 26 and 15. And then rounding out the last two, uh, we have the Thunder here at 23 and 18, and then we have the Grizzlies who've made it to the eighth place spot, but they're like 10 games back right now. I don't think the Lakers are slowing down. 
Um, no, no real injury to talk about for them. Um, I think a good. I mean, the team that I'm liking this year, just because they're, they're remaining, fight, they're still fighting. I like the Thunder right now. They're still fighting. They're trying to, you know, stay in the mix. Um, Chris Paul, again. An example of what a point guard is. This is why the team, you know, despite missing all this, all of his, you know, key units that he used to have, this is why they're, you know, at least in contention for the playoffs because they, they have a solid point guard, a player that makes everyone else better. That's the difference. All right, y'all. I'm gonna take a quick break, and when I come back, I'll be dropping that surprise review for you guys. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be some shit. Yeah. So I'll be right back, y'all. Yeah. All right, y'all. I'm back. I got the surprise review for you guys. And uh, let's just get into it. So last night, I'm at work and I get a notification from my YouTube. And one of the channels that I follow, The Evolve, I should say, I would, yeah, I'm shouting him out right now. Go ahead and check him out. Really dope content from him. So I'm checking him out. And uh, while I'm checking my notification, he drops, oh, yeah, Eminem, new album reaction. Oh, snap, it dropped today. So I'm hella surprised. I didn't know it was going to come out when it did, at least. So I just said, okay, well, I can't listen to it right now. No headphones. I'll just wait till I get home. I'll be in the comforts of my house in my room. And, um, again, I, I hear another post about it on Facebook. I ask if it's good. A little while later, I get a, I get a GIF with uh, your boy Elmo inflamed so I said oh okay well let's check it out so I look at my boy Evolve's channel and uh, I hear the first well not the first track oh no it is the first track Unaccommodating with Young and May and um, I said wow this is how an Eminem album should be uh, this is Music to be Murdered by, of course, the newest release. I'm just going to say it right now. We'll get right into it. 10 out of 10. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. You can never lay your head trips on me. I don't care about his race. I don't care about what he said and all that in the past. He's come a long way. He's uh, He's went, been through the ringer in more ways than one. I feel like uh, I can forgive him if his hometown forgave him. You won't like this if you're truly a bigot deep inside. If you're a hater, really deep inside. If you hate other men prospering, you won't like this. If you're a bitch-made man, you're not going to like this. If you don't really like hip-hop, you're not going to like this. Sorry. If you don't like real bars and real rapping you're not gonna like this. If you like, if you like, yeah, I'm in the trap all day and Gucci Gucci and I fuck bitches and you know, and no real wordplay. Just I do this and I, you ain't gonna like this. If you're looking for anything from some shady that's 1998 from 2003 to 2003, you're not gonna like this either because he's he was just far removed. And he's better, if anything. This just must be for the elitists of rap. I mean, lyrical. It's super lyrical, but he's actually uh, come of age and he's showing uh, that he's up with the times with his own production. This is an example of hip hop being something not just for the block or for the club or for your house party. This is for the whole world to enjoy because remember, 
that's, you know, hey, that's what it expanded to be, right? That's what the whole purpose was, to bring people together, bring different cultures together, right? It's for everybody. Now, Juice World, Ed Sheeran, Young M.A. are just examples of him trying to bring, you know, well, he's bridging the gap. And mind you, when I say the, the word elitist, you know, I know it makes it, you know, makes it seem like I'm contradicting myself. But again, I think there's, you know, I feel like there's true fans that understand that hip hop is just not just for a certain demographic of people, or just for a certain social economic group, and that everybody has found some way to be influenced by it. And, you know, and everybody, you know, not everybody, but, you know, a certain amount of people have, you know, respected it and learned to respect it, you know, regardless of race. So I think there's there's a, there's the elitists that truly understand that and the rest of them, they're they're casual. They're truly casuals. You know, they're just looking for the next hot song with the next hottest beat that reflects whatever their just current environment is. That's all. That's all I'm saying here. Like I said, Juice World, Ed Sheeran, and Young M.A., they're bridging the gap. M is bridging the gap here. Like I said, old and young, black and white, that doesn't matter here. Bars matter on this album. Oh, and the biggest thing, the one thing that I do like, well, another thing that I like, Slaughterhouse is a thing again. And I'm pretty sure Joe Budden is very mad about that because, again, he's left out. Remember, he wanted to be so critical. And then this is a thing, like, you you y'all begged for this. Y'all said he wasn't. He was gone. He wasn't this. He doesn't have no slappers, dude. He's just oh, he's just a, a lyrical spitter. He doesn't make anything you can listen to. Unaccommodating f- proves that to be false. Those kind of nights featuring Ed Sheeran proves that to be false. Now, mind you, I listen. I don't even listen to Ed Sheeran, but on this track, that dude, it, it, the vocals go. You gonna learn with Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine is 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 preaching to y'all. Y'all little closet, really black bigots that that just can't see him shine. That just don't want to see him shine. He's dropping something. You need to listen to what he's saying, and you need to get up out your hating ass feelings. Godzilla with Juice World. I swear to God, like this one right here. Honestly, this might be my favorite song next to un- Unaccommodating. Honestly, I I never even heard Juice World any bars by him. I've heard his name. I've heard names of his songs, but on this song right here, it made me, oh, a fan of Juice World. Thank you, and I'm sorry you died too soon, bro. Sorry, man. It's unfortunate, but you got bars. You had tremendous potential, and I'm glad Eminem saw that. And one thing, before I let this song go, whoever dropped that bar in that invitation song about referring to Juice World, end your career. Kill yourself. Okay, nobody, nobody asks for your two cents. That's why nobody likes you or your crew or your leader. Okay, y'all gonna have to remember that. Nick Cannon, you will forever hold this L because this album will be better than anything you've done. His worst albums are better than anything you've put out today. You've never, you've never had something that we could consider a hit. Don't ever lie. Don't, don't stop it. You've never had that. I don't care what Billboard says. Nobody felt Gigolo. You need to don't lie to yourself. You got the nerve to be talking about you protecting black women, but you got that pedophile with you. Yes, we can talk about R. Kelly all day, too. F him. I don't fuck with people who mess with little kids. This, whatever the circumstance was. Anyways, let's talk about the positives. 
Eminem put out a dope album, something that Nick Cannon will never do. Mm, how about that? Stepfather was a great track, in my opinion, um, really reflective. It took me back to um, a certain time in my life that I remember, uh, and I get it. You know, I know where he's talking, coming from there, and I could, I felt like I could uh, connect with him on that as well. So, again, I felt, again, I'm connected with him in ways that I haven't before. And finally, the I Will track responding to Mr. Lord Jamal Trash Bag Ash is forever a hater. And the reason why I say that is because, again, I got respect for a lot of the old school hip hop and a lot of the old school hip hop artists. I respect what they've done. I respect whatever they, you know, whatever, don't matter. And, you know, it's hard for me to look at people, especially how they respond and how they come after people, especially people who they ne who never come after them crazily or disrespectfully. Eminem has never disrespected Lord Jamar outside of or outside of being in response to what Lord Jamar has put out there. And that's silly to me. How 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 somebody who can claim that they're a grown man and they're so three-dimensional in the way that they're thinking would like to would like to attack a man on something petty over and over again really for attention, really for clout. And he tells you, and this, this is the cold part, they're telling you, you know, in their little, their little, you know, Twitter, Twitter dishes, Twitter dishes about them. They'll tell you, oh, really, you, really, you just come on the show and you can come talk to me. Really, you just want him to be a face on your show. Really, you just want some more views, dude. Just like Nick Cannon. Even your boy, Charlie Clips, had to be real with you. Yeah, the, the, this, the this tracks was whack because we really just wanted to bait him in. We really just wanted to get the people that surrounded him boy y'all need to stop stop cloud chasing off of him that's why he ignores you and dropped something that y'all could never ever do yes and again to that dude that dropped that juice world line please end your career nobody nobody likes you we said it y'all mad about people you you really thought the, the culture turned on you know the culture ain't for that bullshit Come out, come out in with some real bars, some real rapping, and then we can talk. Not some bullshit, you hella old. You still coming out there Haley after all these years. He even mentioned that in the album. You still come out there Haley. Like, I'm not going to do something to you. Stop it. Y'all lame. Y'all came, came out there with the same bars. You almost 70. MGK said he was old. MGJ, MGK talked about how he was angry. Then you put a race connotation on it. Oh, you really because you were racist is your right devilish spirit. But yet he works with Royce the Five Nine. He's worked with he worked with Young MA. He worked with Juice World, the nigga that you said should have stayed and he should have died for. Shut up, man. Y'all hating is bad, y'all. Hating is real and hating is bad. Hating is bad. In the Bay Area. They will be the epitome of what the original term player hater came from. We created that here, and that's what the player haters are Nick Cannon and Lord Jamar. You've got no game. Dude, Lord Jamar, Jamar, I'm sorry, bro, but the game has passed you by. You have not caught the wave. You don't you don't reach motherfuckers like you used to. You used to be dope. You stay in you know what you should be? You know who you should really be? You should just be the uncle that gives the, out the advice. What are you doing being angry and, and chastising motherfuckers for? And, you, and that's not how you connect no more. 
You ain't about that. Just connect with the just connect with the youth. Just connect with the folks. Come talk to him. Eminem talks to everybody. He's talking to the to everybody. Everybody who's willing to listen. Royce the five nine. He's bringing in knowledge. Listen to that that verse on you gonna learn. Learn something from that. You go. You are gonna learn if you listen to that track right there. They're dropping. It's for everybody. Not just not just somebody who believes in the exact thing you do. Not just somebody who looks the exact way you do. It's funny because their whole again. I know I'm I'm going a little bit off topic, but I, I just want to talk about the the dichotomy of which these motherfuckers are coming from. That whole organization that Lord Jamar and the rest of whoever Nick Cannon I, I believe or assume he might say he has allegiance to that that group was made because the leader was mad that the leader of the Muslims was light skinned Lord Jamar you light skinned listen to y'all dumb man y'all and y'all hating is dumb let go of that hate let go of that hate son let go of the hate. Let go of the hate. Let this man make his money. Let his man get his props. You got your props when you was brand new being. Nick, can you get your props from wilding out, from you hosting TV shows and being a conduct, you know, a, a conductive member of society, a productive black man? You get praise for that. You just don't get praise for rap. Get the fuck off of that 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 notion that you have to you're not raw at that i stopped rapping because i knew it wouldn't probably happen for me i'm glad that people listen to my podcast that makes me know you a podcast host you probably a broadcaster that's really your thing okay thank you god that's what you do you don't wake up and say damn i can't be a rapper black people don't listen to my music no more it's eminem's fault that's how you sound to the world Oh, black people don't like my rap music. Black people don't listen to me or take me serious. It's Eminem's fault. No, it's you. No, it's you. It's you. It's always been you. You are corny. And for Lord Jamal, you just don't connect anymore. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe you should work with a different producer. Maybe you should talk about different, not necessarily, you know, sell out and talk about, you know, materialism or change who you are, but but say it in a way that could that that really entices people. You you have a wealth of knowledge. We we as 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 knowledge bearers, as the men in our community that we say that we need to be, we need to just be given this knowledge and really providing it on a substantial level to people. Not just trying to chastise people first and berate people because they think something different. Oh, you have a different taste in music, so you a house nigga? Come on, Nick, you better than that. Nah, bro, you just, you know what you need to do? You need to find an artist that's truly great. If you really feel that way, you should have found an artist that's truly great because you're not it. But you can at least be a producer and find that that, that, that so-called Jack Johnson out. You could find him if you really wanted to. But again, you took the time to be negative and all that. But you could have produced more black artistry positively. You put them brothers out there for the slaughter. You put them out there with them weak ass bars that didn't that didn't mean nothing. They didn't even had to come back two weeks later themselves and say, "Look, it was just it was just punchline. We just wanted to just start a pot." That's a, that's a that's a hell of a way to be a leader. That's a terrible leader. I don't give a damn what you're talking. You a worse leader than Lamar Jackson, bro. Lamar Jackson at least gonna go out fighting. You went out like a punk. 
and you still singing. Now you want to use auto-tune. We don't want to hear that. Put out some good bars for a time. You know, say, you know, talk about your life. Talk about how you, how you, how you came up from wherever you came from and how brothers can do the same. Talk about how they can maintain. Talk about, talk about how they can do what you do. And I bet you they would like that. They, they would respect that more than they do you being a gigolo and you being a player and you somehow hard. No, they don't respect that. Just be like, yeah, man, I made it from Nickelodeon and I made millions and I could do this and I can make my dreams come. You could do that. And brothers would respect that. You crazy if you think we wouldn't. We don't want to hear that you, we, you, you are drumline. You are America's got talent. Stay your lane. Ain't nothing wrong with owning that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We don't have to, Nick, we don't have to be hard. Lord Jamal, we don't have to be, we don't have to be uh, anti-white. We don't have to be like that. We don't have to be like what you want us to be. We don't have to be, to the, to the, to the, to the people out there. We don't, there's many, uh, ele, there's many elements to being a black person, a black man or a black woman. You are not confined to being a dope boy. You are not confined to shaking your ass in the club to Cardi B. You are not confined to being a hoe. You are not confined to being a gangster. You do not have to go to prison to prove that you are hard. You can just you can just never back down from a fight and take care of your business in, the, in wherever you got to do. That's being hard. All that alpha male bullshit, all that whatever we want to talk, that's bullshit. Real men take care of their business. They take care of their families. They put people along when it's time to do so. They give people knowledge when it's when it's best for them. I don't never put down nobody younger than me. I'm always constantly asking them how they doing, putting it, you know, making them feel better, putting them in position if I can. Don't do that. You should do that. That's what you should be doing. Mr. Jamar, Mr. Lord, however you want it. If Eminem has a problem, just say, hey, man, you know, I, I did, that, that was wrong for you to say that. I, I have a problem with that. Can you discuss this with me? There's a way to do that. But no, you went you went the hater route. You wanted to be the race baiter, just like you and you and Nick. What is this? This ain't this ain't this is not, you know, 1968 Detroit and all that. We're not we're not at war with them right now. You know who we are at odds with? The corporations who keep trying to manipulate everybody. That's who the problem is with. Just Eminem? No. Just white people? No. The real racist? Yeah. Ben Shapiro? Yeah. I respect Eminem before I respect Ben Shapiro. Shit, fucking y'all can take can y'all can take Candace Owens and give us Eminem. Shit. That's how I feel. Talking about who he did, he said something in 1985, and and he lived in Detroit. If it was really a problem, you think he'd last in, in a city like Detroit where it's all black? Stop it. Be real. Something was said. He had to say something to live in that city. Don't think he don't think he just got away with it scot free, and it was just oh okay, it's all good. Stop it. Y'all living in a fantasy. Y'all just want to hate for the sake of hating. Stop it. It's over. Anyways, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. 10 out of 10 album from Eminem. He's, I'm not going to say he's back. He's just, he's Eminem and he's changing. He's ever evolving. Again, if you're looking for something from the 90s and early 2000s, you ain't going to like it. 10 out of 10 though. Um, But as far as the rest of this weekend goes, tonight, like I said, um, well, 
I uh, had intended to do a compare and contrast, but I decided to modify that. I will be putting that out tonight just because I know there's a whole lot of sports stuff to go over with the NFC and the AFC championships. Uh, probably some more college basketball at some point. I'm probably going to need another do, do another War on the Street segment as well. Um, but uh, I'm going to be putting out this compare and contrast tonight. And I, I like I said, I decided to modify it. Uh, originally, I had decided to do Boys in the Hood and Don't Be a Menace, but I'm going to add a another movie to that i'm gonna add uh south central to that so i'll be comparing three movies tonight reviewing them going over them and uh we're gonna you know like i said comparing the trash well, what's what's the same what's different and overall what's the impact of all three especially at the time period in which they came out that's the most important thing i want to get into so uh I'm going to call it a break for now. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is E-L-J-B-U-T-L-E-R 75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler at uh, 75 at gmail.com. And then finally, you can hit me up on, uh, sorry, you can hit me up on Facebook and Instagram as well at Johnny E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is Johnny E-L-J-A-M-A-H. I also have a Facebook page for the show as well, Never Out of Bounds. I have links and content there to share as well. And then I also have some links to my uh, PayPal and my Cash App if you are looking to make any donations, but your uh your interactions are most welcome all right y'all i'm signing out for now i will be you will be hearing from me later on tonight if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i will highlight y'all later specifically tonight